Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, I am excited as we're continuing in our series, What Should I Say? What Should I Say? And we're actually going to go back to the book of Job today, the book of Job, chapter uh, 32. Job chapter 32, and we're going to begin at verse number 9, chapter 32 and verse 9. And here the word of God reads, it says, Great men are not always wise, neither do the aged understand judgment. Therefore, I said, hearken to me, I also will show mine opinion. Behold, I waited for your words. I gave ear to your reasons whilst ye searched out what to say. Yea, I attended unto you, and behold, there was none of you that convinced Job or that answered his words. Lest ye should say, We have found out wisdom. God thrusteth him down, not man. Now, he hath not directed his words against me, neither will I answer him with your speeches. Here today, we're going to speak from the subject, it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Here, as you know, in our series, the Lord has helped us to see the things that we should speak to those whom he is sending us to. But then the questions become, what do we say and how should we say it? What do we say and how should we say it? In fact, we've learned over the last few weeks, we've learned through Job's friends that we must speak life to those who are broken and hurting and not judgment. Speak words that will restore them and give them life. The words of Jesus showed us how, how to take the keys of the gospel that he has given us, unlocking the truths of Christ and opening the doors to the kingdom of God. The words of Paul taught us to, to use love as a motivator and prophesy to those whom God sends us, edifying, exhorting, and comforting them while building them, the, the church, the kingdom, and those around us. Through the life of Jacob, we learned that we must get up and change our position and go back to our place of awakening to God while putting, putting away idols, cleansing our minds and hearts, and living free from the stains of our past. Finally, understanding the importance and value of a name and the authority that we have been given to give names and confirm names of others and not name things out of our anger and frustration. These are the things that God has shown us that we've learned. In our, in our text today, as we return to where we started, we see the youngest member of the group speaking up. The youngest member. His name is Elihu which means my God is he. 
My God is he. That is his name and that's what it means. He had listened to what the others had spoken and had become angry as he heard them judging Job and provoking him rather than answering him. He also listened to Job blame God for all of his calamities. Here he listened to all of these things, but now he felt compelled to speak. In fact, it will be Elihu, Elihu's speech that will lift up the atmosphere and shift the atmosphere and pave the way for God's rebuttal to Job. I need somebody to type in chat right now for me. Attitudes pave the way or your attitudes pave the way. Your attitude paves the way. Your attitude paves the way. You see, it's, it's your attitude that oftentimes shifts the atmosphere. It shifts the atmosphere. Have you ever walked into a room and you're sitting there, you're like, oh my God, what just happened in here? I mean, what, what, I mean, people's faces are tight and, and, and they add the shoulders are tucked tuck in and, and, and everybody, you're looking like, what is going on in here? There's a phrase they used to say is, is that the, 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 the atmosphere or the, 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 the so tense in there, the tension is so thick that you can what? Cut it with a knife. It was just that tense and frustrated. Have you ever been in that type of a room, in that type of atmosphere? And you're looking around like, what just happened in here? Well, see, this is, he's sitting there listening to all of this and see the atmosphere has to change. The atmosphere has to change. Listen, your attitude is what paves the way. Your attitude is what paves the way. Your attitude is what paves the way and allows a change to happen in the atmosphere. It's your attitude, your attitude. Look with me back at our first verse. Verse number nine, and here it says, great men are not always wise, neither do the aged understand judgment. Therefore, I said, hearken to me. I also will show mine, own, mine opinion. I will show mine opinion. Here, Elihu was helping them to understand that men of stature or advanced age are not automatically wise. Let me say that again. Men of stature or advanced age, they're not automatically wise. Folks who just been around the church for 30 years doesn't mean that they automatically have wisdom. It doesn't mean that. Sometimes they're sitting around waiting on the wisdom for you to get. And for you to give them, <laughs> they're not automatically wise. So you have to understand that he was, he was letting them know that. You see, there are times when those who are older or in positions of authority should take a moment to listen to those who are younger and filled with wisdom. They should take a moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, if you don't have the answer and someone else has the answer, I don't care how old you are. Are you going to keep beating your head up against the brick or are you going to go ahead and allow wisdom to come so you can avoid that knot on your head? It, it, it should come to a point where we're able to say, listen, I, I want to simply get the wisdom. I don't care where it comes from. If, if it's a young man and God places it in his heart, a young woman, God places it in her heart and they want to speak it. Listen, I'm open to receive it. So that way I can hear something that I did not know, which, which will cause me to make a decision that I would not have otherwise made because I'm open to receiving the wisdom here. He's letting them know, look, just because you're older don't mean you're wise. That's what he's trying to say. Just because you're old don't mean you're wise. 
Just because you sit up here spouting this stuff don't mean you're smart. <laughs> He's like, listen, you, you're just talking. <laughs> He's like, listen, why don't I share a few things with you right now? <laughs> this is where he was going to. He said, let, let me share a few things with you. You see, we also need to understand. We need to notice this. Notice that Elihu was not a typical young man either. He's not a typical young man. He is one who patiently listened and respectfully waited for his opportunity to speak. Now, that's important. He was sitting there like a wallflower, just watching. And almost like a tennis match, he was watching the, the lobs go back and forth, back and forth. He's sitting there listening like, oh, my goodness. Oh, how, what are you going to say to that? Oh, wow, what you got to say to that? And he's just sitting there listening. Not chiming in, not throwing in his two cents. He was maturely, patiently waiting, patiently waiting. And watch this. In doing so, he commanded their respect and attention. Let me say that again. In doing so, he commanded their respect and attention. It was commanded to. It was commanded. And, they, and he received it. Listen, I need you to type in chat right now. Respond the right way. Respond the right way. I tell you, as I was studying and preparing and, and studying Elihu and, and looking at this, I, it, it was hard to avoid the elephant in the room. Just one week after we see all of these things happen at the Oscars, and I'm sitting here studying, and I'm looking like, Lord, you got to be kidding. There's got to be a way I can get around this. But there's no way. Now, you can't avoid the elephant in the room. You see, I love the fact that Elihu, he used wisdom and understood what to do and when to do it. Now, understand, it doesn't mean that he wasn't offended. He said, think about this. He's sitting there looking at this man who has boil marks all over his body, who's sitting there still in pain, but yet he's being attacked. And there's nothing he can do, just sit there and watch. And he's sitting and listening to this man come back and attack back at them, but also disrespecting his God at the same time while he's doing it. And he's sitting there looking at all this happen. And there's something, some emotions had to be rising up in him. There's something that had to be boiling and bubbling, but he chose to wait. He said, there's a better way for me to handle this. There's a better way for me to address this. And he chose the better way. He chose the better way. He then was able to speak because he did so. He was able to speak with authority, albeit he was also speaking with humility. Here it was, these men who were his elders. These weren't just any men because Job wasn't just any man. These were men of authority. These were men of position. But yet he sat and waited. And because he responded the way he did, they could do nothing but listen. They could do nothing but listen. And they did because he was humble, but yet he had authority. He had authority. Look with me at verse 11. Look at verse 11. Behold, I waited for your words. I gave ear to your reasons whilst ye searched out what to say. Yea, I attended unto you, and behold, there was none of you that convinced Job or that answered his words. <laughs> Listen, here, Elihu, he, he told them 
that they were simply searching for words to attack Job and never convinced him of what they said. In other words, he's saying, look, y'all didn't even know what to say. And you kept thinking, trying to think about stuff to say. He said, oh, that didn't work. Uh, okay, let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, what about this? What about this? <laughs> he said, you all didn't even have a prepared speech. You didn't even have a way of, of hearing what he was saying and responding to him in wisdom. He said, you just sit up here spouting off stuff. And then try. when that didn't work, you're going to figure out what to try and something else. I mean, this young man, <laughs> he's very impressive in how he handled that group. So he sat there and he said, look, this, this is what you're doing. You're just attacking this man. And guess what? You haven't even convinced him of anything. He has the same position he had at the start of this thing. And y'all just going on and on and on. So here it is. He notices this. But this is where he revealed the true nature of their assault. The true nature of their assault. You see, Eliphaz, he spoke as one who built his argument on experience. The experience he had had in life, experiences with God, and understanding what those experiences should mean. And then there was Bildad, the other friend, that he sat there and presented a legalistic approach, finding everything as though he had put, put uh, Job on the witness stand, and there he was interrogating him and berating him with question after question and coming with comment after comment, and then there was Zophar. Zophar, he sat there and he came from a position of human authority because if, if God has given me this and God has given us that, then why is it that you're not able to say this or speak that? Obviously, there's something wrong with you is the approach that he came from. All of these things he had enumerated and he, he revealed. But here's one important thing, one very important thing. All ignored the fact they ignored the fact that Job had been in a battle with Satan, a battle with Satan, and he was broken and bruised. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.